It's time for the Daily Stand-Up Podcast presented by Agile Dad with your host, Lee Henson. Without any further ado, let's get started. The theme for this week seems to focus a lot on leadership and uh, irony stripping. I received an email from my dear friend, Mike Cohn, and it talks about how agile leaders support self-organizing teams. So I thought, how timely, while we're talking about this topic anyway, I thought it'd be good to talk about the leader's role regarding self-organizing teams. And um, here we go. So Mike starts out, influence, don't command. I got introduced to the Agile principles and practices back in the 90s before people had formalized the term Agile. Now that's interesting. I'm going to pause there for a second because, well, I guess formalized is the key word there. The first time the word Agile was used was actually in a book called Industrial Dynamics by Jay Forrester back in 1961. So, and and regarding, I should be fair here, Agile regarding business agility, not uh, just Agile as in, you know, the regular term Agile. Anyway, so it's just been around a long time. Uh, So Industrial Dynamics, MIT Press, Jay Forrester. I was leading software teams back then, and just like now, I read every book I could to get my hands on about how to do my job better, how to be better at my job. I'm with you. I do the same thing. Uh, Let's continue. One I enjoyed was Wicked Problems, Righteous Solutions. The authors, Peter DeGrace and Leslie Stahl, had read the original paper on Scrum by Takuchi and Nanaka from the Harvard Business Review. So the Grace and Stahl wrote about how in the Agile approach like Scrum, leaders are still exerting control over teams. But here's the key as they saw it. Much of that control is subtle and indirect. In fact, it's so subtle and indirect that influence may be a more accurate term than control. I love it, love it, love it. Every time I do one of these episodes where I'm reading a letter from Mike, I, it's hard to believe just how aligned we are on all of these topics. And I feel like this is a good thing, and I'm going to go here. I think it's good news for the Agile community. If we could have more thought leaders who really do align the way that Mike and I align, I think that we would have many more organizations really seeing success with Scrum or success with Agile in general. Agile leaders influence teams by the goals they pick. But they also influence teams in other ways, including via the team composition itself. So when I think about influencing the team based on goals, that that brings me to the North Star, right? So I think that at the highest level, Agile leaders, you know, make sure we have a North Star, make sure we have a goal and a vision and that we can strategically achieve it. But then here, when it goes down to team composition, I'm going to throw another word in there. How about initial team composition? One of the things that I'm a firm believer of is self-organization of teams. And I've had teams realign. I've had teams drop members. I've had teams request to add members. So what I'm trying to say is once the team becomes more mature, I give them that great power so that they can expose that responsibility. Isn't that what it says? With great power comes great responsibility. Yeah, that's the Spider-Man thing. So suppose you got a software team and their goal is to finish an app and hand it over to the ops group that will then install it. So your team is in charge with deploying the software, just getting it ready for deployment. Now imagine you decide to put a DevOps engineer on that team. The team will start to behave differently with an ops person in a mix. I have no idea if they'll behave better or worse. It's going to depend on a lot of other external factors, but I know they will do things differently. So team constitution is one way to influence. 
That I agree with. Sometimes it's better to not throw that ops person on the team. Just saying. Leaders also have a tremendous influence on teams just by how they answer the following questions. How big of a problem do we give to the team? How clearly have we defined the problem and how the team can go about solving it? And I'm going to argue here, that's not a bad thing. Leaders are there to lead. When a manager exerts influence, someone might think, oh no, they're moving towards command and control again. But I disagree and so does Mike. Agile leaders have not only the right, but also the responsibility to exert influence to help teams thrive. I want to say that again. Agile leaders have not only the right, but also the responsibility to exert their influence to help teams thrive. That needs to be a quote somewhere. But that influence should be, as DeGrace and Stahl wrote, subtle and indirect. When you recognize the subtle ways that can bring the best out of your teams and team members, that's going to help leaders and organizations really succeed with Agile. It's going to help them get to where they need to be. What's incredible about this, Mike, is that too many people overlook the simple, subtle influence of a leader. Too many people feel like leadership either is too far in the weeds and they're getting involved in what teams are doing, or they go completely the opposite direction and feel like, Leaders uh, need to be so disengaged and uh, the leader so disengaged that they don't know what's going on. And I think that this calls for some type of new system of balance or some type of where are leaders and what do they do? Now, I know that when I go out and I do agile leadership summits, and I'm sure Mike's pretty much in the same boat, I spend a time with the leaders asking hard questions like, why did you choose Agile? What problem are you trying to solve or what product are you trying to build? And why did you think Agile would make it better? Why did you think Agile should be part of a solution? And what's interesting is the amount of thought these leaders put into it or, or lack thereof. You know, sometimes it's, I have no idea. Other times it's, oh, that's easy. Then I challenge them and say, tell me about your North Star. Tell me about the vision for this organization. Where are you trying to take it? And tell me what goals or what methods do you have? What strategy do you have? to get there. And once again, the answers I get are so surprising. I always wind up in places where people use the, I really don't know. And it concerns me because I want people to know that their leadership has direction. And I want people to feel like they can align with the leadership direction. So that's going to do it for this episode. Thanks again, Mike. Your emails are always so inspiring. If you have a a topic of discussion or an episode or something you want us to cover, feel free to reach out to us. Learn more at AgileDad.com. We would love to hear from you. And as always, we encourage you to stay healthy, stay well, and stay agile, my friends. Until next time, do take care.